Welcome back to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am definitely not excited to discuss this 135-110 to 110 shellacking that the Nuggets just took at the hands to the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, good Lord. What are we doing here? What are, what are we doing here? This Portland Trailblazers team is a good team. They are not a great team. I know they have started the season 4-0. Maybe the Nuggets have just caught a couple of teams at hot points with the Utah Jazz, with the Portland Trailblazers. It's unfortunate if that's the case, but here's the thing. The Blazers were projected to be a sub-500 team. The Nuggets so far have not looked like a plus-500 team. They're at 500, and they should be 1-3. Let's be honest. They got a little bit lucky with an unnaturally good bench performance against the Golden State Warriors, who were not playing their guys a whole bunch of minutes, could have played their guys more minutes. And as a result, the Nuggets are now at this stage where it's a little bit masked. They haven't played well. They have not played well as a team. And the vibes were good throughout the weekend. Winning back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday is great. Unfortunately, you come back down to reality on Monday and you realize, man, got a long way to go. Got a long, long way to go before you can consider yourselves a title contender. On this episode, we're going to talk through about about the starters in the first segment, the bench in the second segment. We'll do some general takeaways in the third. The starters had a weird night tonight. Not going to lie. This was an unnatural performance from them. Actually, I'm not sure if that's true. I feel like they've had these kinds of performances before, and it's not great. It is definitely not a great sign that we're in game four now, and the Nuggets are at this stage where you can absolutely say, yeah, though this is, this is very realistic for them based off of past years. They couldn't get a stop, the starters especially, but we got to start with Nikola Jokic. I know there are other guys that whether you blame them or not, I don't know. But Jokic is the one guy who is the leader on the team, who is the catalyst of everything that they do. For him to take two shots in the first half and four shots total is absurd. It's absurd. And it's not just the offense that you can really point to with this game. His defense has been horrible. It's horrible in this game. It was horrible Not last game. I thought last game he was fine. I thought Golden State he was fine. Subpar maybe, but fine. And then it was horrible against Utah. So now we're basically 0-2-2. If you're talking about Jokic good games on defense. Zero good games, zero bad games. zero, uh, Zero good games, two bad games, two okay games. That's not a good enough ratio. And for the Nuggets team that has declared that they wanted to be a top five defense. He is the leader of the team. The the team is going to embody what he is going to look like. And so far, he has not looked good. He is averaging 0.25 blocks per game on the season. He's gotten just one. Didn't get a steal tonight either. Just wasn't a factor at all, unless you call fouling. Couldn't stop anything at the rim tonight. 
And when the Nuggets are playing drop coverage, it's his responsibility to stop people at the rim. It is nobody else's. Like Denver can shrink as much as they want to, try to help him out as much as they want to. But the rim stuff was on him, especially when he was out there. He had to deal with foul trouble. I understand that you want to avoid unnecessary contact if you're trying to stay in the game. But what was he staying in the game for? He wasn't shooting. He took four shots. We're going to have to talk. I mean, look, Jokic has not started the season that great. Through three games, his numbers were good. But you could tell that he was leaving some stuff on the table with the number of shots he was taking, with how aggressive he was at various points. And now this is kind of a a low water mark for him where you score nine points, you get the triple single of nine points, nine rebounds, nine assists. And the team is just looking at you like, okay, they've gone to zone defense. Can you please get into the middle of the paint and score? And he just didn't do it. He stood on the perimeter for much of that time. And I don't know if he was just trying to facilitate from the perimeter and get some other guys going, but this didn't feel like a game that he had a really vested interest in, which that's fine. It's early in the season. You get one mulligan. That's it. He has the responsibility of being a superstar player. I don't accept the notion that he has earned the right to do this for an extended period of time. The Nuggets need MVP Jokic. Without MVP Jokic, they're not going to win the requisite number of games so that they can rest and recover in the latter part of the season. They're going to go through hell for the entire year if they start behind the eight ball. And when you go through hell, you get tired at the end of the regular season. Jokic is a procrastinator. He's done it pretty much his entire career. And... He's a fantastic player. There's no doubt about that. But he has to be better. He has to set a better example than what he set for the first four games of the season. Because the numbers like are what they are. He's talented enough that he could put up video game numbers in his sleep. It's how he comes by them. It's how he dictates the pace of the game. Because Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Yusuf Nurkic, they dictated the pace of the game tonight. It was not Nikola Jokic, which should not be the, the answer. Like that, He has to be the guy who sets the tone, and he wasn't. Jamal Murray tonight, eight points on three of 12 from the field, two rebounds, one assist, minus 15. He looked bad. Uh, he started the year, or he started the quarter in the first quarter really, really good. I think he had eight quick points, had two three-pointers, Looked very good in his particular getup, but then he missed his last nine shots in a row. He missed two free throws. He looked lost on defense, could not keep up with Anthony Simons, could not keep up with Lillard, and it's going to be a process with him. Let's be honest. Like This is about the number of minutes that I expected him to play, but it's going to be up and down. There are going to be matchups that are better for him, like the OKC game. And there are going to be matchups that are not great for him. I don't think that he handled the pressure of Jeremy Grant's length that well. I don't think he handled the pressure when Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons tried to get in under his skin. I don't think he handled that great. 
he did have some have some shots that rimmed in and out. Don't get me wrong, like it could have been better. But this was probably his worst game of the year. I I don't think that's that hot of a take either. He'll get better. Like again, he's my guy. Like I, I want to see him do well. But he was not good tonight. Michael Porter Jr., he sustained a, a little bit of a scary incident towards the end of the second quarter where he grabbed an offensive rebound for a putback. And I think it, it wasn't an and one, but he got some contact there with Yusuf Nurkic. And after that moment, he was moving around pretty gingerly, definitely not uh, running and moving as fluidly as he had for the, the first three and a half games of the year. So it was pretty jarring to see him look that stiff and slow. It conjured up some bad memories, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Unfortunately, or no, fortunately, he stayed in the game. It didn't look like it bothered him that much, although I do think he could have been better for sure. Uh, he grabbed four rebounds tonight. Josh Hart grabbed 11. Josh Hart out-hustled him pretty much every time when he was on the floor. Michael Porter had 18 points, 7 of 4, 14 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. He's an elite shooter. I don't think there's any question about that. And he also had the leading plus minus among the starters tonight, so I'm not really sure how much you can outline to him specifically. But he wasn't great. He could have been better. Uh, the defensive impact that he had wasn't good, and he certainly wasn't the solution to any of Denver's problems, that's for sure. Aaron Gordon went very hard on the offensive end, 26 points, 12 of 16 from the field, six rebounds, including two offensive, was very much a physical player on the boards, uh, but also just getting space in the paint uh, against the Portland Trailblazers and against Jeremy Grant, against Josh Hart. Anytime he got a switch on Damian Lillard or Anthony Simons, like, he went to the post or to the front of the rim. That was good. Like you want to see him be that aggressive. Maybe that's one of the reasons though why Jokic is being a little bit passive. Aaron Gordon's being aggressive. Michael Porter's being aggressive. Jamal Murray's trying to get going. There just there aren't that many shots to go around. And I think that one of the things that's going to have to happen over the course of this next month or so is you're probably going to have to scale back the aggressiveness from Aaron Gordon and scale up Jokic. You have to keep Murray about where he is. You have to keep Porter about where he is. That's the responsibility of those star players. Gordon, when he's out there, is currently carrying a pretty heavy usage for his role. And that it's a small sample size, so this will probably change over the course of time. But if he's going to keep that high usage I'd rather see him with the bench unit at times. I'd rather see him try to be physical with that unit because they need the help, of course. And his defense tonight was not good. Aaron Gordon, he's one of those guys that you're you're wanting to throw on Anthony Simons, on Damian Lillard at times. He just didn't have an answer for those guys. Lillard went 10 of 16 from the field. Anthony Simons went 11 of 17 and 7 of 12 from three including six of those threes in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. That is a crazy number. And 
I mean, it just goes to show that this team has so long to go. They have such a far way to go in order to get to the places that they want to be. Defensively, they're going to have to be at least a top 15 unit in order to even consider themselves a championship contender. In many cases, their offense will be able to carry them. But for Aaron Gordon, spending a lot of energy and effort on the offensive end, where he probably just needs to torque it down on that end and just be aggressive on the defensive end. Maybe I mean, that's just me. And maybe that sounds harsh for a guy that just went 12 of 16 from the field. But it's not like Murray and Porter can torque up on the defensive end. What they're giving right now is what they're going to give. Gordon can give more. And I do think that he's probably going to have to reallocate. And finally, KCP. Thought he was fine tonight. Definitely not a night to write home about because those stars on the other end just went off the way that they did. But KCP, six points, two of six from the field, five assists, one steal. He was the only guy to collect a steal or a block on the Nuggets starting unit. That's insultingly bad. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss this bench unit, which once again was bad. But first, everybody, as you know, football is back. We just got through week seven, I believe. And nobody is more excited than your friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522. 4700. Hi, we're back. Pickaxe and Roll Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Now let's talk about the bench. Uh, we have we've got to talk about the bench again. It's just been it's been a nightmare for most of this time. It's uh it's unfortunate that we're at that stage pretty consistently. Uh, you look at the lineup that Denver threw out there tonight: Bones Highland, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, man, it's just it's tough. Here's the thing. DeAndre Jordan in 10 minutes was only a minus three. I do not want to lay all of this at his feet because it's clearly not just his problem. Like, he's the guy that's going to get the axe a lot of the time because his defense is not good. He doesn't have the mobility to really keep up with speedy guards. Uh, His rim protection has really taken a dive. I'm not sure how many blocks he actually has this year so far. Uh, I think it's probably two, maybe one. Uh, I remember the block that he had against Jermichael Green, but I think that's the only one I remember. Uh, He's going to have to be better than this, and I know that's a lot to ask, but he's also not the only problem, and I think that it really comes down to Bones Highland had a good night offensively. I thought 15 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 
Hoffman in 18 minutes, four of seven from three, three assists, just one turnover. Thought that he was fine tonight, really the scoring guard that Denver needed. Unfortunately, that wasn't really what they, that it wasn't all that they needed. They needed better defense. They needed better uh, perimeter contain. And usually you're going to get that from Bruce Brown and Christian Brown. Unfortunately, neither of those guys could really do it either. Bruce Brown, I thought, was better. He was more consistent. He got a steal on the block. Uh, Christian Brown tonight, He this was his welcome to the NBA moment, I think. He had been going for too long. He was due for a little bit of aggression here. Unfortunately, Damian Lillard, he made him look like Swiss cheese. It was not good. Uh, I don't know whether Dame is just one of those guys that Christian Brown really uh, lauds, or maybe it's just because Dame's on a heater. But Christian Brown was giving him a little bit too much space on the perimeter. And as a result, Damian Lillard cooked. He had a couple threes against them. He drew a couple fouls. Definitely got to the rim behind, uh, past them, and that's unfortunate. Uh, Dame is going to do that to a lot of great guards, though, so it's not just Christian Brown that's kind of at issue here, but he was the rookie, he was the mark, and they made him pay. And this was one night where you realize, okay, Christian Brown, not infallible on the defensive end. He's got to be better. But again, he's not the only problem. Bruce Brown, like I mentioned, not great. Minus 16 tonight. Bones was a team worst minus 18. And the reason was Bones' defense was bad. It was just, just not good. Uh, fouled at one point because he couldn't really keep up with a guy. Couldn't keep up on the pick and roll. Transition defense was bad. Just kind of out of position and not necessarily giving enough effort to really stay in front of people. Uh, Shade and Sharp made him look bad at times. Uh, there were other guys too. I thought Keon Johnson. I don't remember who sh- who Keon Johnson shot over. I'm pretty sure it was Bones though. Uh, made his only three. And yeah, it just looks it looks bad sometimes. It definitely looks bad with Bones. I think this is probably some of his worst defense that he's played so far this year, and so far in his career has been at the beginning of this season. And he has to take some of the blame for the defense too. Like, he's part of this. Opposing teams don't feel any sort of way about attacking him. They would like to attack him. And he's just got to be better on that end, too. Now, Jeff Green, also not a great night. Seven points, three of eight, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Played a lot of small ball center in the second half when Jokic was out. Uh, They didn't put DeAndre Jordan back in. DeAndre, all 10 of his minutes came in the first half when Denver kind of had things under wraps. He probably would have also had a worse plus minus DeAndre if he had played in the second half, but he didn't. Jeff Green, though, he did, and it wasn't good. He should be taking advantage of Yusuf Nurkic because Nurkic was dropping, and that should be a great opportunity for Jeff Green to pick and pop, to be a floor spacer. Doesn't necessarily have to roll to the rim because they're playing drop coverage, If he hits his threes, you help break the scheme. And for whatever reason, Jeff Green only took one pick-and-pop three, and then they stopped, and they never really went back to it. Not a great sign for that bench unit. They just do not know how to generate healthy offense for the most part. And I don't know whether they're going to be able to get back to it. 
who else played? Uh, when you get to uh, Davon Reed played, I guess he played at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the four, and then he uh, came back at the end of the fourth quarter, and one of four from the field, one of three from three. Did make a three, but the first play that he had when he got into the game was a turnover. And it's just like it wasn't his fault. Like I think it just kind of went through Bruce Brown's hands, but it's still not great. Still not a great sign that he can't really function within whatever the Nuggets have done so far. Like I don't know what Davon Reed does right now, and that's not a great sign. It's just a lot of unhealthy aspects of this bench. Zeke Naji, I didn't really pay attention to his minutes when he came in. Peyton Watson, I thought he he had a couple of nice buckets. Ishmith. Out there, not really doing too much. Overall, just not a great night. Nasir Little shot over Jeff Green pretty consistently. Shade and Sharp, when he went up against pretty much anybody, was very comfortable, very competent. Uh, and just like when you stagger Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons, you know you're going to get one of those guys going downhill at you pretty much every single time. And Denver couldn't stop either of them. That's why the plus minus looks the way it does. Lillard was plus 24. Anthony Simons was plus 12 or plus 14. And some of that time he was sharing with Dame. The other bits, he was helping to prop up the bench unit, which was about even during his time. And then ran away with it in the fourth quarter of it. It's tough. It's a tough place for Denver to be right now. They can be better. Uh, with their bench unit. But they have to find the right combination. And right now, they've tried four different combinations, if I'm not mistaken. I think first game, they tried Bones, Bruce Brown, Davon, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. Second game, actually, did they try the same thing? Oh, no, they tried Christian Brown in place of Bruce Brown because Bruce uh, started. So they had Bones, Christian Brown, Davon Reed, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan in that game. Third game, you have Bones, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, Zeke Naji. And then this game, you have Bones, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. So you've got four different combinations there. And then there are times where Jamal Murray will stagger with the bench, where Michael Porter will stagger with the bench. Sometimes Jokic will come back in early. But right now, Denver, they don't have a cohesive feel. The guy who is supposed to tie everything together there is Bones, especially on the offensive end. But so far, I feel like he's struggling to create healthy offense. For the team, for himself at times, he hit threes tonight. There's no doubt about that. And honestly, look, we score 15 points on 10 shots, 5 of 10 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 1 of 2 from the line. And you only turn the ball over once. Like, it's hard to blame you for offensive struggles. Denver needs to be better in general on the offensive end. But honestly, it's it's mostly about the defense with the bench, with the starters, and everything in between. If Denver isn't going to defend, they can kiss championship hopes, hopes goodbye. Like, that's just plain and simple. When we come back, we're going to do major takeaways and focus in on some of these other aspects. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I know this is not necessarily the podcast that everybody wanted to hear on Tuesday, but look, it is what it is. You have to go through the highs and lows of the season. This is obviously a low. The hope is that Denver can just put this in the rearview mirror, can use this as a watershed moment, can start playing better defense going forward, and really focus up. I think it's going to take longer than that, though. I, I honestly do. I think that Denver and Nuggets fans in general are probably in for a tough couple months where Denver's going to be up and down because Murray's up and down, because Porter's working himself back in, because the defense is hit or miss, and because the bench is what the bench is right now, which is just not good. Let's be honest. The bench is, and the Nuggets are one and three if the bench plays how they had played in the other three games which is not good. They played well against the Golden State Warriors in their all-bench unit, which absolutely contributed to Denver winning, and they they get that. Like, the, you don't – like, just because it's kind of abnormal doesn't mean you get to take away from it. Like, it happened. But I think we're at that stage where you can look at that and say, okay, is that sustainable? Is that something where you think it's going to happen again and again? No, I think the more likely thing to happen again and again with this bench is because is it's just like they're going to be bad. Like they are going to be a bad bench for a while. And it's not until Murray can pick things up. It's not until Porter can pick things up. Bones kind of figures himself out. And then Denver actually solidifies the backup center spot. They can't go back and forth. Like, it's just, it's never going to work. You're never going to get enough consistency from that position in order to sustain solid play. So I think we're in for a while now. But the big picture takeaways I have. Number one, the defense needed to lock in on Monday night, and they never could. Like in previous games, and I, I think I had mentioned this on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning's podcast, the defense can lock in. There's no doubt in my mind about that. We saw some good stuff from Denver against both Golden State and Oklahoma City. Obviously, it matters more against Golden State, and it's not like Denver played great against Golden State because they're the Warriors and they could still do some awesome things. But Denver had good moments against them, which that was nice. They didn't have any good moments against the Blazers, except for maybe the first four minutes of the game or so. Denver held them to like, they got up to a 14 to three lead at the beginning of this game. And things looked like, it looked like Denver was about to cruise. And then they got complacent, which is something that's pretty common with this team. But the defense, they needed to lock in in this game, and they never could. I don't know why. I think it was just a, it was a little bit of a weird one. But right now, the Nuggets are 28th in defensive rating in the NBA. They've had four bad games, bad to horrible to atrocious. And that's just not going to fly, clearly. Number two, the Blazers are an elite offense. I don't want that to be like lost in all of this, they have a really good formula, especially when Dame is getting the calls that he's getting, when they're going downhill, when they're making the right plays. 
Denver didn't really force them into any turnovers. And as a result, they were able to get up a lot of shots, which they're a good shooting team. So Dame was making his shots. Anthony Simons got hot. They've got enough contributions off the bench that they can sustain. And Jeremy Grant is now their third scorer. I thought he was going to be brought in to be their second scorer, but it looks like he's going to be their third guy, which is interesting. But yeah, they are better than I think a lot of people were giving them credit for. Me, certainly. And they're probably going to finish around 500, I would guess. But right now they're 4-0 and leading the NBA. So kudos to them. Number three. It is time for Nikola Jokic to come back to earth. He was living on cloud nine for a while where Michael Porter was taking shots. And he was happy about it. KCP was taking shots. Aaron Gordon's being aggressive. Jamal Murray's working himself back in. Denver's just got so many weapons surrounding Nikola Jokic that he could just orchestrate, facilitate, sit back, not do a whole heck of a lot. But it's time for him to come back down to earth because that was heaven for a while for him. And now we're in reality where Denver's 2-2, two and two, their defense is not good, and it's not good in a large part because of him. He hasn't played well, and he has to start setting an example that's a little bit better for this team. He says a lot of the right things. He talks about being aggressive and, and uh, playing the right way together. For the team to function the way that it needs to function, he needs to be the alpha. He needs to be the guy that sets the tone, that demands the basketball in the right spot, that gives his team the energy necessary that when they watch him go to work, they are lifted up. A lot of times when he is passive, the rest of the team becomes passive too. They embody what he does. And he was very much of a passive defender tonight. And the rest of the team, as a result, pretty passive defenders. I don't think he realizes just how much of an effect he has on the rest of his team. That when he is bad, they are bad. It should be pretty understandable given what happened last year. But I think he thinks that that was for a different reason because they didn't have the talent last year that they needed in order to really make up for when he was bad. They do now, but that talent isn't ready to take hold yet. It's clear that Murray is going to need some time, that Porter can go in and out of funks. Sometimes there are good, healthy possessions with Porter and KCP and Aaron Gordon, and sometimes those guys will take a weird one-on-one shot, whether it's Aaron Gordon kind of going back-to-back and and trying to post up at various points tonight. He did go 12 of 16, but some of the times that he didn't score, not to mention he's, I think, 1 of 13 from 3 now to start the year. Uh, The other times that he didn't score around the rim were post-ups, where he was trying to create one-on-one. So I thought it was interesting that that's how it works. But those one-on-one possessions, they should be going to Nikola Jokic. He has to be aggressive. Because the team needs his scoring, and they need his scoring in part so that they can defend a little bit better. They don't have to expend as much energy on the offensive end. They can expend more on the defensive end. It's a balance. The balance is tilted too far towards Jokic being passive. Number four. 
it's going to take a while for Murray. The consistency is just not there right now, and that's fine. Like, I very much believe that once he gets back to being the player that he was, he's going to average like 24, 25 points a game and average like six to seven assists. He can do that. There's no doubt in my mind that he can do that. But it's going to take a while to get there because for every game that he has where he looks like he's inching his way back, the next game is probably going to look like it did tonight where he had a really good moment. And then the rest of the game happened and he just wasn't here or he was there. He was definitely like on the court, but he wasn't finding the success or the separation or the juice that he really needed to be good. And I think it's going to take a while for him to get back to that place. I'm going to guess like December, late December, sometime around there when it really starts to become consistent with him. But for now, like, it's going to take a while, and it's one of the reasons why I think Jokic needs to really take some of this onus onto his shoulders because Murray's going to take a little bit. Porter is more uh, catch and shoot, and somebody else creates the shot for him. So Jokic has to draw the attention. If he doesn't draw the attention, then it's going to look like it did tonight sometimes where the offense was fine, but it could be way better. And against this Portland Trailblazers defense – There's no way it should have been, I think it was like a 114 offensive rating. Denver should have been up over 125. There's no doubt in my mind that they can and should do that. But they didn't. And you have to look at reasons why. Murray was definitely one of them. And the way that he plays right now, where he kind of controls the ball a little bit, tries to get himself back into a rhythm, slows the game down a little bit, everything gets a little stagnant and clunky. There are definitely times where Denver would probably prefer to have Bruce Brown out there in place of him so that they could play the freewheeling motion offense that they like to play. But in order to play that one, Jokic has to be aggressive too. So I don't know. Like it's going to be a little bit. And number five, I think the Nuggets are in for a Michael Malone media blast at some point. And what I mean by that, there will be a tirade. There will be an explosion. There will be some point, some watershed moments. It hasn't happened yet. He's, I think, kept himself relatively reserved here. But it's going to happen. This team has championship aspirations. And the more that they dilly-dally like this, the more frustrated Michael Malone is going to get. And so it's going to take a little bit. But I think we're at that stage where, like over the course of the next 10 games, It's probably going to happen. So circle back to this podcast if you you think that that's going to happen. If that actually does happen, then I would like my credit, please. Uh, But I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that this team can get their head on straight a little bit. I hope that Jokic takes some ownership of what just happened. And they come back to Denver, play the Los Angeles Lakers who are winless. You do not want to give the Lakers their first win of the season on your home court. Like It's just not good. The Lakers are not good. But the Nuggets are playing right now like they're not good either. So I'm curious to see how this is going to go. But I am hopeful that this was kind of a, maybe not the watershed moment, but a watershed moment 
for Denver to really start focusing up and locking in. Because if they don't, they are going to get waxed once again. All right. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I know I've had a lot of solo podcasts in a row over the course of these last few weeks. I do have a guest coming on for tomorrow's episode, so stay tuned for that. Should be fun. We'll be able to kind of revisit some of this awesome stuff, some of this wonderful and enjoyable content that uh, that the Nuggets are now providing when they play like this. Ugh. Hopefully, it's a little bit better after next game. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.